welcome back to another episode of I've Never Had an Original Thought with me, Becky Lee. I hope you've had a lovely week. Um, My week's been pretty busy, but I'm glad to be in your ears again. And yeah, really excited to share this episode that I have with Lucy Westwater. It's very indulgent, very conversational. Lucy and I know each other through my sister. So we're kind of mutual friends, um, which you can tell by, I guess, the tone of our conversations. But by way of introduction, Lucy is currently a third year student at Liverpool Hope University, studying early childhood studies um, and also special needs education, which she hopes to go into in the future. Aside from that, though, she started a TikTok account sort of in the beginning of COVID. And yeah, some of her videos went crazy viral. And now she's almost at 7,000 followers, which is no easy feat. Uh, you should check out her TikTok. It's at Lucy Evelyn Westwatt, which sounds funny when I say it like that. But um, if you do your best to search that, you will be able to see her TikTok, um, which is a great indication of the person that she is. And she's amazing. So yeah, enjoy this episode. It's a lot of fun. I'm sure you'll be chuckling as much as I did in it. And yeah, I will speak to you at the end. Okay, bye. everyone welcome back to another episode of i've never had an original thought this week i am joined by the amazing lucy hello everyone i'm lucy how are you doing how's your week been i'm good and okay just another boring week really just uni work getting on with life the normal as you do you know but yeah Obviously, I start my podcast off with the same question for everyone. So my question for you is who or what is one person, idea or event that has changed the way that you've seen the world? Right. So when it comes to this question, I think this is the most boring answer ever. But I always just go with COVID on this one because obviously we were in lockdown for like what was it something stupid like six months eight and then we've been weird for 18 months well two years this month isn't it two years since everything kicked off this this month so i feel like i'm a whole different person since before covid obviously it comes with age as well i didn't just turned 18 when we went into covid and now coming up to my 21st birthday so it is a big mature maturity switch i guess but just everything life we'll be talking about today as well with the tiktok and everything like that i feel like it all really draws into the lockdown and covid and it's helped me see life from a bit more of a positive view so if you get me yeah definitely i think most people had quite a transition between their pre-covid and post-covid selves Oh, 100%. I feel like everyone's a different person, yeah. but in good ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it gave yeah. people quite a lot of scope to be introspective and to find out who they really wanted to be, I guess, when they came out on the other side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Now, obviously, yeah. I've brought you on because you're Miss Viral. You are Miss, <laughs> Miss Scouse Viral on TikTok. Um, but... To start, I think one of the things that makes you so popular online is your authenticity and the fact that for anyone that knows you in person, you are exactly the same as you are in person as you are online. How did you get to that space? Because for a lot of people, social media is kind of either a projection of who they want to be potentially rather than who they really are. So how do you stay authentic online? To be honest with you, it's never even something that I've ever really properly thought about. It sounds a bit stupid because obviously, like, let the viewers know that we know each other. Yeah. Like, you you know me as a person. I'm, like, really good friends with your little sister. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I've always been a bit of a loud mouth. I've, I've always been the way, it, like, that's just the way it is. I've never really been shy. I'm, I'm quite a confident person, but not in, like, not obviously in, like, an arrogant way. I'm just quite outgoing that's the best way it's quite outgoing so when it comes to, like tiktok it's not like i'm this shy person who's putting this whole persona on tiktok that's like loud mouth and has very strong opinions but can also say things that people find really funny like i feel like in the most like hu- like not humble way but i've always just been like that do you know what i mean i've i've said something like the way i do on my tiktok videos and my mates I'll just wait, Lucy, do you even know what you're saying? Like, that's funny, but you didn't even realise you're being funny. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'm just saying it because I genuinely think it. And my mates are just like, what are you on about? And to be fair, like, when I first started them, 
I think I had my account on private for like a month. My friend was like, you just need to take it off private because we're hearing what you're saying. I feel like people are like what you're saying as well. Do you know what I mean? So with the authenticity thing, I just, I've just it sounds a bit stupid. I've never, it's never even really crossed my mind because when I like go to record a video, I'm just saying stuff that I'd, I'd say to my mum or I'd say to my mates. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like other people like find it enlightening as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I could imagine how that would like foster a sense of community because those are the types of videos that I receive from my friends. You know in a private yeah. space and if there's someone online doing that it's kind of like you're their friend yeah it's like I've, I've been told this a few times that on my comments it's like a private story everyone comments either like I feel like we're on FaceTime or I feel like I'm on your private story and because I feel like because I am quite like an outgoing person I'm not the type of person that feels like I just have to restrict videos like that to just me friends I feel like why not just tell everybody Exactly, I feel, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, def- the internet definitely encourages people to do that. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking now, though, do you think that that's necessary, like, how, do you ever feel a pressure to share everything now, or do you think you've managed to get a good boundary? I think I've got a good boundary, so, like, um, with, like, lately, me personal life, I'll share, like, what I do for my job, what I do at uni, I think most people on me TikTok know that. I feel like I don't have any, like, really, not horrific, but, like, deep delving things that I wouldn't really want to tell people. There's obviously certain things in my life that I probably never put on the internet, so I do know me, but I do know me limit. I know when to be like, oh, this has happened today and this, this and this, and not to include a certain something, because I feel like some people do that and it just doesn't work out well for them. Like, you've got... Like because you don't know who follows you at the end of the day I've got nearly 7,000 followers I don't know who half of them are can't lie to you I've checked them I've got some creepy men on there do you know what I mean there are some weird older men that just follow me so um, I do like to have that bit of, but when it comes to terms of like being from Liverpool everyone knows that because she could half get away with telling people and I'm not at the point where I feel like anyone is, is too overly bothered anyway where I'm from I feel like it just adds to it adds like personal bit but I definitely know where to stop when it comes to like family issues stuff like that yeah family matters definitely I think the person the the personability or the sense that you're able to give away kind of makes people resonate with you I guess or just as you said I remember when we've spoken about this in the past a lot of the time you'll have people that really relate to you and that's why they tend to love you so much yeah, I've got, which I think is really nice. Since the last few videos that have actually gone quite big, I've spoke about, like, my experience in secondary school, and I did name and shame the secondary school. I've had loads of girls, even girls I knew in school, but girls I didn't know, commenting, like, oh, my God, this is the exact same thing happened to me, or, oh, my God, that school was awful to me too. And I think it is nice that other girls know that, like, they're not the only ones. And obviously, because I am just, like, a youngish girl from Liverpool, every other girl from Liverpool can probably relate to one thing that's happened to me. Liverpool's not that big of a place when you think about it. <laughs> or even just, I guess, wider, like the, your experiences of being a woman yeah. as well, or, and a young woman and going out. Um, These are all the things that people, it's like, you know, when you go and sit in your friend's bed after a night out. And you tell them everything. Yeah, yeah you give off those so vibes. True. That's so true. I love that, actually. I love that. Because actually, me and Megan used to do that all the time, your sister. We, that's all we used to do after a night out. Just sit in a room and just tell. So that's basically what I'm doing on TikTok now. Yeah, and where do you... I do love that. Def, well, where do you get the... Obviously, it's not the easiest thing, like, putting yourself out there online. And I know that you kind of have a history of maybe some sort of backlash because obviously being perceived or putting yourself out there to be perceived can be really scary. Um and hasn't always worked for you in the past. So do you want to go into that? Obviously, we've spoken about this before. Like, so year seven, thought I was Zabella, basically. Thought I was the next beauty guru um, when I was 11. And I just made some YouTube videos, and I went to a quite toxic all-girls school at the time. I'd only been in it for, like, five months. I was literally fresh, new little year seven. And I got horrifically bullied for it, like... When I say it was just awful, I had to, in our school, because the years were quite big, we have two different sections of the year, so one 
one group of girls would be in one section, the other half year and other. I had to move sections, like they were called bands. So because the bullying got so bad in the band I was in, teachers didn't really care, but my mum was like, you need to do something. My mum was like, this can't go on. She's crying every day. Because um, obviously I was 11. I've always been a sensitive child. I always, I still am to this day. I admit I'm very sensitive. So getting that much of a backlash off over something I just thought was a bit of fun. I honestly just wanted to have fun in my bedroom recording something on my little phone I had when I was 11, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I moved to the other section. It did get a lot better because there was a lot of girls I went to primary school with there who were, like, not non-judgmental, really, but I got horrific backlash off that, like, awful. So, to be honest with you, I think, and obviously I didn't try anything after that, like, anything like that for years. And then obviously, like we know, TikTok originated from Musical.ly, I remember musically when we were in like I want to say you were probably in like year 10 11 and we were in like year 8 year 9 that's a musically with its highest and I would never dare touch that ah, ever 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 I have an account but I would never ever dare post because I was still so worried about what people I was just living down the YouTube so I never went near musically I think I made, I made like two videos and they were privated they were just for me to see and then Obviously, that died down. No one really used musically past like 2014, did they? And then I just didn't bother with anything, just like the normal socials like Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook for me now, you know, the normal stuff. Never really sh- like talking on anything or the way I do now. Never ever anything like that. And then it was literally just before lockdown and every single person I knew was using TikTok and I was like to everyone is this not like a kids app like I swear it's just a new music like is this not a kids app and I remember my friend being like no I'm on it all of us are on it like make an account and luckily I didn't even have to make an account because my old music account was still there so the account I've got now is my old music account from when I was like 13 do you still it's have just to... makes it even funnier do you still have the old music videos no, they're all gone. Sadly, I think I deleted them before I'd even like gone on to TikTok because that's how bad it was. I just didn't want to see. And then, so I thought it's lockdown. I'm not going to see anyone for like seven months. Why not just post a little videos? And then it, it's just gone from there, really. So yeah, the what happened in year seven definitely did. I feel like girls being nasty is always going to affect you no matter what type of being nasty. Just bullying for the way you love, bullying for the way you are, maybe what you wear, stuff like that. And it'll affect you the same. Like, especially being a teenager. Like, being a teenager, I think, is, like, the most horrific part of life, to be honest with you. It's constant judgment. And girls are ruthless in all girls' schools. I feel like you could probably agree with this. You went to an all-girls school. Girls can be ruthless, they, they don't care. They just want to make your life a hell. So, but the best thing is now, which I think is quite funny, the girls, you were absolutely horrific to me over my YouTube videos. I get some lovely comments on TikTok after now. <laughs> they love me stuff now. They think it's great. So, just shows everything comes in a full circle, really, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I always see people posting about how um, people, like, they like oh you bullied me until I actually made it and now you want to be my best friend you know literally exactly that not like in to being to that extreme but like if I'll post like I said post a video about our secondary school I'll get them girls it's so funny like Lucy you're so funny and I'm like you didn't think I was funny in year seven did you (laughs) told me I was a weirdo so it just does make me giggle do you know what I mean when they're like liking your stuff I'm like, I've had even a few like private messages. Like, oh my god, I haven't seen you so long. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, funny that you've spoken to me since 2013, but okay. <laughs> Why do you. <laughs> it's madness. I know. I'm just wondering if, you know, that what you said about how gals can be vicious, especially in school. Why yeah. do you think that's the case? Do you, I'm just thinking maybe it's because they themselves, like, I think I felt so insecure. Not that I was ever bullied. I was 100%. But it's like it's a projection. Mm. I was 1,000%. Looking back with hindsight, of me strong 21 years, looking back, obviously when you're a 13-year-old girl, you can't see that they're just not happy with themselves or they've got something going on in life. You can't see that. All you see is they're ruthless. And 
I, this is one of my big things that I talk about on TikTok is I do not believe in all girls schools as stupid as it sounds. I think it is an issue to put, what, in our year we had like 130 girls in a year. So 130 hormone fueled girls who obviously won't be feeling the best about themselves. No one feels great in year eight or year nine. No one thinks they're the best thing ever, do they? Like everyone, you go into puberty, everything's changing as well for your like all of a sudden you've got boobs in your eyes, stuff like that. You're getting your periods, all stuff like that in one big, like, toxic building where the teachers might not even be helped, like, in my school as well. Like, my school teachers sounds awful. They were just not helpful in sorting, you know, out situations if you needed that extra support. So I do genuinely believe it's just, looking back, it's just pure insecurity. Like, looking at the girls now who weren't very nice to me in school like they're the ones now preaching mental health and I went through so much stuff in school but people I think and obviously I'm not acting like I was an angel I probably wasn't amazing to everyone in my school either I feel like girls at that age do love to talk don't they they love a bit of gossip they love rumors so we all probably contributed to it like no one was the angel but it wasn't a good situation to be in when you're like 13 no definitely not not good I think schools in general can just be this melting pot of people just not knowing how to there's just a lot of coming of age and insecurity yeah. and new fears that enter your life that weren't there before I remember you know a rumor went around about me when I was in like <laughs> year eight or nine that I stuffed my bra right and I yeah. had like yeah and I honestly like I had I don't think I like I was a late developer so I didn't get boobs until like I was like 14 15 maybe yeah and this rumor went around that I stuffed my bra and I had no idea about it is it true no well I don't know maybe I did I can't remember now but like could you imagine like I must have that's what I mean it's like just out of nowhere like Oh, she she's developed. No, it must just be because she's must stuffing be her bra. Yeah. Have you assume the worst? Well, like, I'll, I'll talk about this. isn't my personal story with one of my best friends. I won't mention her name so she doesn't kill me. But one of my best friends, we actually became friends because she moved to my school in year nine. I remember I was like, so why? Why did you move schools? And basically these girls had come up with this rumour that my friend had done something sexual with a boy and became paralysed off it. What? Which obviously was not true, because it be fine. But, like, that's what led her to move schools. And I was just like, where do these girls even get this imagination from? Yeah. Like, what is this imagination? And that's what I mean when I say, like, these girls are just really trying to aim something at anyone else to make themselves feel better. I think that's what it is. And it's causing girls to move schools, do you know what I mean? Like, what? That's horrific. I know, it's crazy. What would you say to someone, like, that's listening, potentially, that's in that situation where school is just fucking rough right now? Do you know what? The saddest thing is I don't have, like, one complete thing to say. Honestly, I just say, like, it's it's easier said than done, but, like, you will just get through it. Like, the amount of times I cried in the toilets on the phone to my mum, like, I need to move schools, I need to move schools, I can't do this school anymore when I was in, like, year nine. And thankfully, I have quite a strong mum who was just like, no, Luce, you're not moving schools, you're not messing up your GCSE years just because of this, like, it will pass. And that is the hardest thing to say to someone because when you're going through that, you just feel like it won't pass. You feel like it, this is your life now. Like, this is how you're going to feel for the rest of your life. But it's not, like, it literally, and that's, that's kind of the one good thing about schools like that is things do pass because something will be more exciting the next week someone else which is sad because you don't want the other person to go through it but by next week there's going to be another rumor through the rumor mill someone else would have done something outside of school that's all the news and you're going to be old news which is sad but it's the truth i experienced that so many times where i felt like all the heat was on me and then it was new news the next week someone had done it like someone apparently had done something 10 times worse or someone had had a fight in the schoolyard so that's all people cared about you know what I mean so that's my best advice is just honestly it might feel like absolute crap because I I know it feels like absolute crap but it will just pass like it's and it's school at the end of the day you're only there for five years honestly the best thing I've done was move six forms it's that's the biggest recommendation I can give anyone as well if you're in secondary school and you're between should I 
go to college or should I go to a different sixth form or should I just stick at my school? If you are confident enough to just try and go out there, make new friends, just move schools. I did it. I moved to your Megan school, the school you went to, and it was the best thing I ever did. I met so many like real, genuine people who cared about me in that school, who obviously I still speak to to this day, speak to most of the girls to this day. Obviously, we were in a massive friendship group, so you're not going to speak to everyone, but the main people that were there for me in the two years of sixth form, I can still message anytime I want now and I know for a fact they'll be there for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, honestly, if you feel like you need that change, if you're like in year 11 and you don't know what to do, just do it. It was scary for me because obviously I went to a whole different school on the other side of Liverpool. Like It was scary, but it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, I agree. I think um, it can feel incredibly isolating to be somewhere and not feel like you have anyone that you can really call a friend and also and also that Brene Brown one of my favorite people in the whole world she talks about true belonging and how it's so important to if you're living your authentic life and you can do that in a space where there's people that will love you and appreciate you because there always will be those people that that feeling of true belonging is just you shouldn't settle for anything else, you know? You shouldn't, I agree with shouldn't that bend so yourself to, to no. fit into any space because the right people, you'll end up finding them. Exactly. And that's that's exactly what happened to me. Like, I know for a fact if TikTok was a thing back in 2016 when I was in year 11, 2016, 2017, the people I had around me would be like, what are you doing that for? Like, that's so embarrassing. What are you doing? Whereas now I get texts like, what's your next TikTok video going to be? Can I get in it? Like, lately I've had more of my friends in them because my friends love it, do you know what I mean? Like, my me, me friends do genuinely love it. Like, I've got I've got a nice group of friends where we're not just one big group. I've got friends in different sections, you know what I mean? So, me two best friends, one of them's in Leeds for university. He's in Leeds and the other friend's on just on Smithdown. So, they, they love it. They, they make TikToks themselves, but they say they could never dare put them public. But, you know, they love it too. And then I've got other friends who are from, like, um, the Prescott area who absolutely love it too. Like, we went on a holiday together in November. We went to Amsterdam. And they were just like, should we make a TikTok? Should we all do a TikTok in Amsterdam? And I was like, yeah, this is so fun. Like, Amsterdam content, I love it. Um, so, yeah, it is. I completely agree with that, that quote. Like, you will feel so much more yourself when you've got people around you genuinely support you. Yeah, definitely. And don't judge you. Definitely, off the definitely. 100%. And, it, and I think it helps you live your life by the way that you want to because your truest friends support you in whatever that is. And then everyone exactly. else's opinions become like, I don't care about them because my friends love it, you know, and I care exactly. about them and that's all that matters. That, it, that, and that's how I see my TikTok is like, I might get a crappy comment every now and then. I've had my first share of crappy comments. But, like, even, like, my mum loves my TikToks, do you know what I mean? Like, my, my mum loves them. My friends love them. Even my brother thinks they're funny. And that's something because my brother thinks I'm the most un- unfunny person in the world. It's classic older brother who thinks I'm just a weirdo, basically. And he will every now and then. He'll be like, oh, you're a weirdo. But that one we made the other week that went viral with him in it, he was like, that's bossa. I'm viral on TikTok now. And he got loads of messages. He had loads of messages of girls being like, oh my God, I've just seen it on your sister's TikTok. So I'm helping my brother Paul, basically. So <laughs> I'm just so helpful. People are like, oh my God, because it, it had his music in and all the girls were like, your music taste is amazing and all this. And I was just absolutely wetting myself like, Liam, I am not your Tinder. Go, go away. You're not being in it anymore now because that's got me embarrassed. <laughs> that I'm getting new girls. We love that. Um cool. I want to pivot slightly to something what? that I find so entertaining that I never knew about. That is the West Derby Barbie. That is the Scouse Prin. That is the West Derby Barbie. Um how how do I how does one become a West Derby Barbie? <laughs> so I wanna I've thought about this right there. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like the West Derby Barbie has truly evolved. This this is a theory I've come up with because then I'll explain how it's become one because it's a lot better now, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So, because I only thought about this last week after we chatted about this a bit 
Um, when I was in about year 11, West Derby Barbie was definitely a thing because lads have mentioned it when you speak to boys, when you're out and about to parties, boys have mentioned it. But in like, I'd say when me and Megan were like 16, the West Derby Barbie was more seen as like, and this is quite funny because there was memes about it. And it was like a girl with massive lips, big, you know, huge lip filler. She always had a pink gin in the Sefton. And a boyfriend was always a drug dealer. Like that was, that was the West Derby Barbie trope if you want to call it and that's how like we saw it because there was always memes about it and it'd be like a picture of a glass of pink gin massive lip filler um a cracked iphone screen and a pair of alexander mcqueens and the thing would be like west derby barbie get go into the sefton someone causes trouble I'm like do you know who my fella is like that type of vibe but i feel like it's evolved now because i only call myself west Arm barbie but do i have any of them do any of them cracked iphones do you know what i mean my iphone's immaculate so <laughs> i mean i have the alexander mcqueen's but i haven't worn them since i was like 18 so i feel like it's evolved and it's a lot more normal now like your boyfriend doesn't have to sell weed to be for you to be a west Arm barbie type thing and i genuinely the West Derby Barbie is a mentality. It's all about confidence. I feel like it does probably help if you're scouts, to be honest with you, because it's, I feel like it's not just a mentality as well. It's also the way you look, the way you appear. Even though obviously I don't have the big massive lips, I get told that on TikTok every week how small my lips are. Um, but I, I think it's just, I think honestly, it's just a scout scale, which sounds stupid. And obviously we specified it because West Derby sounds so great with Barbie, like West Derby Barbie, like, it's the perfect rhyme and couplet. Like, it's perfect. So I do think it's just the Scouse girl, but in a better way. Because, obviously, Scouse girls get a lot of flack, we could say. We got a lot of, we got a lot of crap, don't we, Beth? I agree. Um, that's something that we could go into. I think you're right. The West Army Bobby thing, is an, it's just an attitude. It's about being a bad yes. bitch. Exactly. I agree 100%. Um, and high maintenance, which... Oh, that, yeah. Oh, with that, like, last year, I think I was probably the most West Derby Barbie I've ever been. I'm not now, because I've got to save money for a car, but last year, I had the 22-inch hair extensions. I feel, like, I feel like you saw me in them probably one time. I had the 22-inch hair extensions in. I had the nails done every two weeks, full set of Russian eyelashes. Every, I, I don't know how I afford this, Becky, on, like, a minimum wage job. Don't even, I think part of the student loan contributed. I was so high-maintenance, and, like... But even now, I'm not anymore. The extensions are out. I don't have eyelashes on. I still get my nails done. I can't not have my nails done. That is one thing in my life. Every two weeks, I get my nails done. But I still feel it. Do you know what I mean? Because as you said, it's a mentality. It's the it's the power of being a scout girl, which I think is the most powerful thing ever. And a girl I went to school with um, actually made an amazing print. Her name's Ruby. She made an amazing print. And I can't remember the... Ex- I, that's it. Scouse girls are destined for greatness. And it was an amazing print you could buy. And I saw that and I was just like, that's just amazing. Like, I, I love that. Because you do get a lot of shit for being Scouse. I agree. And as a girl. I agree. I think the like, being a woman and being from Liverpool it's just wrapped in ideas of like classism and misogyny Stereotype all at once a yeah thousand percent. because a thousand. because scouse men as well they come under the same sort of like classist stereotypes of the amount of times yeah. that people have been like oh hold on to your whatever because the scouse is around the scouses are coming we've had that about four times on holiday Literally, and it's like we get that all the time. Yeah, and people say it's in the like in this jovial way, but I'm like, this has a deep history. This that's not funny. Yeah, yeah it has a deep history, it's, and it still it, hurts people today. Well, that's what I mean. The whole scout scouts being thieves comes from Hillsborough. Mm. It comes from the Sun and Maggie Thatcher, who I don't even like saying that name. Like published in the Sun that we robbed the dead bodies and. Obviously, our generation, that wasn't our generation, but, like, my mum had a ticket to Hillsborough. Mm, my dad was but there. I, was, your, oh, was your, was Dave there? Yeah, Dave and I did my not uncle know Peter. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, did not know that. Like, I think, well, the thing is, is that I was obviously, because he was there, we were brought up so, I mean, obviously anti, well, we call it the scum, obviously, but yeah. so anti, but I remember coming down south and 
like seeing people so read it or people talking about it i can't even click on it I, like any sort of advertisement i block 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 no yeah i'm exactly the but same people don't care or they don't know they're like why why don't would you read this yeah and i'm like are you joking yeah. honest well that's that's what i have to actually complain to my university because we have a lot none of our tutors scouts really even though it's a very and chill all my uni very scouts as it comes but there's barely any scouts tutors and we have an irish tutor for my my early childhood side of my degree and obviously like with the things we do we learn about child abuse case stuff like that so we go into very much like child protectment and so we use a lot of tabloid examples and i was in my lecture it was 9am i was barely awake my eyes were not even open and my eyes shot open when this woman click the next slide and she'd used the sun as an example and i was just so disgusted i was i was sat there in shock i was like looking around me i was like because but the thing is because uni is so broad obviously there's like three scouts people in there a lot of my a lot of my uni is irish um manchester quite not a few southerners but not as much as maybe like uni of or john moore's it's a smaller uni and i was just in dis belief i was like is this woman like wholeheartedly just use the sun as an example because that's knocked me sick mm. like it's kind of like a read the room situation although you might only have three scouts in here that's three scouts that were probably affected by hillsborough yeah or families were somewhat affected by hillsborough yeah so that's the one thing about being scouts is that i'm kind of proud of in a sense yeah definitely so we don't take shares we don't we don't take shit. We don't sell the sun in Liverpool. You see the taxis driving around, don't you? With don't with don't buy the sun on, and that's what I love about being from Liverpool is that we have the mentality we can be like that. Whereas other places might not be, especially you, you know, because obviously you've lived down south for so long. Yeah. And like the difference, and that's why, even though it is kind of a joke being the scouts girl on TikTok and that. I take it serious being from Liverpool because there is so much history, like you said. Mm. And if anyone goes too far, then I know how fucked up the country is in a sense because we're the easiest to take the piss out of. We've got the easiest accent to take. Literally, yesterday I made a video like comparing my accent with some American woman on TikTok. And I've already got about seven comments. Liverpool! Like the way I said Liverpool and that. Tuesday, the way I said Tuesday. Stuff like that. The easiest accent to take the piss out of. Mm. which i get that but you don't see people doing that with people from like leeds and shit do you no no i agree it's weird it's hard because i think as a i mean you always hear that you know scouts not english and i think yeah. we're very <laughs> resilient as yeah. a region and you don't find that with other regions that i mean i guess you do you for whole countries that have a sense of identity yeah but i think there's definitely like a cultural identity around being i mean even people that come from just outside of liverpool you're like you're not from here you're a wolf you're not, it's, you're it's strange isn't wolf. it yeah we're such a proud city like no one i've never met anyone that goes i hate being scouts i hate being maybe if like little things like if you go on holiday and someone says something that's when you'd be like oh i think that's like inter- i think that's internalized like almost not self-hatred but almost like that you know yeah, you're told that you shouldn't is. be proud of it for some I'm reason I'm so proud of it I love it like I'll use the example of to a step before my friend lives in Leeds he's lived there for this whole three years we've been at uni and I think it was we were starting second year just after we got out of lockdown and everything so 2020 and he he has a ritual every year when he gets a new student house he has a big massive party so me and my friend like we were just like I think the, the restrictions had just been lifted like you know July time you could like go for a meal and stuff like that so we were like that's it we're gonna go party so we got the train down to Leeds it was amazing we were so excited because we hadn't been to Leeds in like nearly a year we were so excited we get down the party goes it's great but the party got to the point of no one even knew about the house there was that many people there but that's where it becomes dangerous that no one knows who owns the house no one knows that one of the five people who live in that house is as scout as you can get and it's from Heighton. And Leeds, you get a lot of southerners. You get a lot of southerners at Leeds Uni. So I'm just minding my own business in the kitchen. I think I was like pouring myself another drink. And I think I must have said something to someone because obviously this person has heard my accent. And I, it was a girl. And um, she went, wait, are you scouts? And I went, yeah, yeah, I am. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. And she was like, I hate Scousers. No. They're the worst people in the world. And I was like, I just looked at her. And I went, where are you from that makes you so amazing? She went, just somewhere down south. You probably wouldn't know it. I went, oh, well, I've done geography A-level, so I probably would love, you know. I've got a good, got a good scope on things. And she just, she just glares at me. And I went, you know, before, I was like, do you want me to introduce you to my this house? She went, what, why? I went, well, if you hate scouts so much, surely you wouldn't want to be in a scout house because the person who pays rent is probably scouts and amazing height. So if you want to go tell him that and then we can just get you through the back door and get you gone, that'd be brilliant. And then she disappeared somewhere, I don't even know. And then I come back to me other friend Liv who had got the train up and she said the exact same thing to Liv. Like, prop it up, but had a go at me, mate, Liv. Mm. And we were just sat there like, what? What does that even mean? What? Why are you... I don't get, like... Maybe I'll say I hate the Tories, not, but I'd never be like, I hate Southerners. F everyone from the south of England. Like, no, because not everyone's the same. You brush it, you're tar, and everyone with the same brush. Like, mm. obviously, there's not going to be nice scousers, but you get that everywhere. Literally. That's everywhere, but because you're scouse, you do just tar, you're all with the same brush. Yeah. They hear the accent, and they go, I don't like you. That's what annoys me. And I think that's why I like being on TikTok so much, because because I'm, like, I'm showing people... Not showing people, but I'm just, like, scousers are sick. Like, like I, what I like now is that there is so many scouse, like, people my age, scouse TikTokers, who are getting recognition. So many of them have got way more followers than me, and people love them, and I love it. People are seeing that... I don't know how to explain, like, changing views in a way. Yeah. Like, we're just people... But because you're from Liverpool, you get you get it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think there's much... Like, obviously, on TikTok, it's slightly different. But especially, like, in mass media, there's not many Scouse voices. As in, like, you have a few icons and you have people that can... I mean, that are phenomenally talented. Yeah. But, I mean, like, as a voice for the Scouse, like, even, you know our, even our MPs, I, I don't think any of them are local. Or... No, yeah, none of them. Um, oh, who's the old one of West Derby? What was his name? Becky and he had the shop on Eaton Road. Not Ian Byrne now, Ian Byrne. Oh, all local MPs, Scouse now, Ian Byrne, Scouse. So Ian Byrne, who we've got now for West Derby, he's Scouse because his daughter went to my school. Uh, They're yeah. Scouse as a guest, but he's very Corbynite. He loves showing Corbyn. I preferred Stephen Twig. He was a lot more central Labour, do you get what I mean? I like Jeremy Corbyn, but I feel like there's some iffy bits that I'm not going to right now. Do you know what I mean? But uh, obviously Labour all the way, but Stephen Twig, I remember him coming in the co-op and being like, oh my God, it's Labour MP, guys. It's- Member Parliament in the car. <laughs> I thought he was going to be this scouse fella, so I said, I'm like, all right, yeah, it's what a bag. And it was the most like London accent I've ever heard. And I was like, oh, you don't look like you should be a West Derby. <laughs> but he was, he was Sam, and yeah, I said, like, he was openly gay. He was lovely, which I thought was great because you don't hear that much with MPs, do you? Like, MPs live quite sheltered lives. You don't really know. Part of like those career politicians that you always see on Exactly. You see the same ones on the TV all the time and then you have like yeah. the backbenchers that just live a quiet life. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was great. But yeah, like, as you said, I always say this to my mum. No presenter on the telly is scouse. No weather person is scouse. Not even news broadcasters. They've all, sounds like, they've all got the same monotone British accent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like it's spice up. Like, my favourite thing ever, which just sounds a bit stupid, my favourite thing ever was seeing... I adore Jodie Comer. Love. I think she's absolutely boss. I love Jodie Comer. And I think she's amazing. Like, she only went to St. Julie's. Like, I think that's mad. She only went to St. Julie's. And she's on Graham Norton. She's on... She went on, she went on Ellen. And I was just like, this is it. Like, we've got a scouse person on Ellen. Like, this is... But I don't watch Ellen, but I watch... I obviously know how big the show is in America and that. And I just thought... Like, and she's literally in a show with Sandra L. Literally, Grey's Anatomy. Literally, that is amazing. So, lately, I felt a bit better about it purely because of Jodie Comer. Like, <laughs> I think she's... Amazing. Like, the best thing ever was watching her get an award and she's like, this is for me now. And she's I was like... She's the flag. That is the scouse representation we need. Because all we've got, really, is, like, Paul O'Grady, which, cool. I do like him, but... All he talks about is dogs. And like that. And then 
obviously the biggest one is like the Beatles but Ringo Starr he's an idiot he hates Liverpool so you can't even like mm. say he's like a scouser that's what annoys me about Liverpool being so Beatles centric because like fair enough like John Lennon and that and I do like Paul McCartney but Ringo Starr's an idiot like my dad hates Ringo Starr <laughs> so I do think there should be so much more scout representation and I feel like TikTok's helping that yeah because I don't know if you want to you want to Emma Matthews um, have you heard of Anna Matthews? I'll look her up after the episode. You'll look her up. She, she's a TikToker. She's got, I think she's got about 250,000 followers. She's massive because she's, she's good at makeup. She does a makeup. Oh, okay. And she talks about what she eats because um she uh, this is her way. It's not mine. She does a series of saying what I eat in the day of a girl who knows she's fat and doesn't give a fuck that she's I know, fat. I know who exactly you want who you eat. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's Emma Matthews, and um, like she's she's just a normal scouse girl. She worked in Primark with my friend Curtis for years, like Curtis knows her, and she's got massive on TikTok, and I think it's great because she's scouts and also she's so body positive as well. Yeah, which I think is amazing. Um, she talks about having issues with her skin and stuff like that. I think it's great, and TikTok has opened that up. I feel yeah. it's not even like the YouTubers you look up look up to. You know, you're never gonna be a scouse YouTuber that you look up to, are yeah when you're like younger or no not really there wasn't any was there was that just me no I, I... there's no scout people on youtube or probably because like we were too busy getting bullied off the platform <laughs> that's very true too busy getting bullied looking back when i was younger there was no one really scout or up to up to it. i think it's no. important no especially I think yeah. It is. yeah i think definitely in spaces where people don't have to be caricatures of themselves as well because i think yeah. you either get really far by being like really scouts because people oh, are like, it's, oh. when they, it's when they milk it, isn't it? Mm, but then there's Box no one that's in the middle. You know, that's like, oh yeah, I'm from yeah. Liverpool, but like, I also I'm have this and this and this. Yeah, I have a life. Like, that's what I mean. That's And that's the tricky, like, thin line with being scouts is the people you see in the media are either going to be like, I'm scouts, I'm one. Like, the people you see on telly, do you know, like, basically living up to the stereotypes, which are not going to help us. Well, the only the time you really see a Scouse accent is when it's someone who's not from Liverpool putting it on. Yeah, and it's awful, I think, usually. Yeah, oh, it's always horrific. Like, I'm trying to think, do you know what? They tried the best, but uh, did you watch my um, little boy Blue, the documentary done, the show about Reese Jones? No, I didn't. And it was like, a dramatised version. No, I didn't see it, but I know you're talking Graham about. In it. Mm. They had Stephen Graham in it, so obviously his voice was authentic. Yeah. But, like, Reese's family... You just knew none of them were scouts. Couldn't they just get scouts actors? That's exactly my point. I think they did for like his brother. Mm. His brother was a scout actor. Because I, I looked them up. I love Wikipedia and people have to watch and stuff. <laughs> so I look everyone up. So I think it's but the mum and the dad. Oh my goodness. I googled it. They were from like Blackburn. And, I, and this accent was the most horrific thing. <laughs> and especially for such a sad story as Reese Jones in Liverpool. Mm. That is such like something, again, like Hillsborough, that's probably affected everyone. So yeah. I was just shocked. I was like, for such a sad story and something that's important, just get. The one thing I did find, they had good Scouse accents in was, you know, Anne, which was the one about Hillsborough. Did you watch that? No. Oh, it was amazing, Becky. I'll have to watch it. We'll have to, I mean, it's a sad one, prepare to cry. Yeah. Me and my mum were like sobbing on the couch, but the accents were good in that, so I'll let, I'll let them off. Interesting. That's when I'll let them off. Yeah. That's another thing. Do you, do you hate about being Scouse? Like, people like trying to do your accent yeah so like, you might have had this with living down south as well um it still happens all the time <laughs> like all the time even when people have done it in front of me before i mean even my even my partner even matt i'm gonna name and shame you matt i'm ashamed of matt for doing this because i like matt he's lovely <laughs> but he still <laughs> loves to have a little stab at the accent every Does now he? and again yeah <laughs> um he must have had the shock of his life when he met me because <laughs> remember that like when he's using yours something i'm like megan even's not as scouts like you and Megan have similar accents and then I just walked in the fishwife like oh yeah here's Dave and Karen <laughs> well my dad was going to meet well if you speak to Lucy on the podcast make sure you remind her that she fell off of our kitchen like <laughs> counter and we had to take I her up to her bed <laughs> I fell off the stool the stool, the bar stool and then I think I was sick on your mum's foot or something which I feel <laughs> awful about 
and they, just, they didn't even take me up to bed. I was put in the living room, in the middle of your living room, the front one, the one connected to the kitchen, like the, the first one you go in. Yeah. I was I was put in the middle of there. I think there might have been some type of mattress underneath me. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I had to put a mattress underneath Like, in effect, to Megan poking me, and I was like, what's going on? And Megan and Abby were like, are you okay? And I was like, think so that was a rough night that night like i don't know how i got that i woke up in the middle of the afternoon oh my god in your house yeah and i come downstairs and your mum and i was sat there meg and her ex-boyfriend were just sat there and i was just like hi everyone <laughs> <laughs> that's what i love because i feel so comfortable in your house that i know your mum and dad didn't judge me for things like that i love your mum and dad no and i think you're the most easy girl mum and dad ever you i mean from the outside looking in yeah but if you I ask Megan or I, always happy. oh, I mean, my mum's a gem and so is my dad. They're both incredible, yeah. but I don't want to give the perception that I was able to do whatever I want whenever I wanted. Because I definitely oh, no, wasn't not, like... They're just, the dad, like, happy to see you whenever yeah. you go round. But always happy to see you. Because you understand, like, mum and dad's have got a lot going on. Yeah. I could bring some miles and my mum was just like, hi, because she's tired. But, like, any time I like, went around to her, mum was like, hi, do you need food? Do you need this? And I was like, I love you, Karen. Yeah, I know, I know. I think, um, I know we've been talking about Scouse people a lot, but to the listeners out there, if you ever want good hospitality, just go to a Scouse's. <laughs> also, we need to point out that your mum's not even Scouse. No. Your mum is our Southern Queen from Eastbourne. She's repping the Southerners. She oh, makes... she's the Scousest Southerner I've ever met. Maybe it's because she's been with your dad for so long, because I feel like your dad's very similar. Your dad's yeah. very, like, when you get to yours, you need anything, do you want this? But your mum is, like, the most person I've seen, not from Liverpool, that is acts like she's from Liverpool. Yeah. Which is boss, I think. We love Karen. We love... This is a Karen fan club. I should... Honestly, (laughs) I think I would get a lot of members for the Karen... Especially Karen's food fan club. Because... (laughs) Oh, her food's amazing. I'll I'll literally have pay membership and everything. We'll have a Patreon where Karen can put her recipes. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. That's such a good idea. Oh, my God. Karen on TikTok. Could you imagine? I'll start doing cooking videos with your mum. Oh my god, I'm gonna get her on the podcast and then everyone can do it. You need to get your mom on the podcast, that would be so good. Oh, I'm excited. Um, Amazing. Oh my gosh, I did haven't realised how long we've been talking. Um, I know, but we got a bit off track there. Let's, no, I think we've spoken about really important things. I wanna wrap it up by you, if you want, telling obviously what your what people wanna know about your life right now. What's going on? So it actually links into TikTok as well, so you'll love this. Go on. Um, Obviously, I've told you I'm I'm seeing someone at the minute. And, um, Very nice. <laughs> he's met my family and everything. He's met my family. They love him. And so I went round to his Friday night to like meet his family. Bear in mind, he's got a ten year old niece okay. who is always round. Is doesn't live with them, but obviously at her nan's house. So she she's yeah. always in theirs. And um, <laughs> she come up to me and she went to me. I'd just like to say you look exactly the same in your TikToks as you do in real life. <laughs> and I actually just was like why is your 10 year old me seeing my TikToks but then I found out the whole family seen them the whole family so Dan the lad I'm seeing decided it'd be such a good idea to show his mum my TikToks <laughs> then his mum showed his niece and then his niece showed her dad who is obviously Dan's brother his older brother who's in like his 30s um, so I was just sat in Dan's room I my business and his brother come in to like pick his niece up and was like oh, who, who's, who's round? And Dan was like, oh, Lucy's here. And he's like, oh, is it the TikTok one? We've all seen her TikToks. And I went right there, Becky. It was, it was something, to say the least. I went bright red. That's the only downside. Yeah, that was the only downside. But other than that, they were lovely. They were all really nice. They all, see, they all said I'm funny. So that, that makes me they think that they think they're funny. They just said I don't stop for the breath and I'm a bit mad. But I think that was a compliment as well. They've got a good preconception, so I'm just preparing them for what they're going to be in store for. It's not, I'm not a shy person. I will chat away. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really what my last few weeks have been. And then just obviously I'm at the end of months of university mm. now. So I've got two deadlines this week, which are my last assessments. Oh and then gosh. it's dissertation and exams. And I've got a degree. Big steps. Fingers crossed I get a degree. 
yeah you will i'm sure you will well thank you so much for spending your morning with me today i've loved it it's been great i'm glad i really loved it too i think like we spoke about some really important things and also for anyone that doesn't know anything about the hillsborough disaster um yeah there's so many resources online that can direct you to there's so much you should learn even like i said that show called Anne. i think it's on like bbc ipire that gives you an amazing insight to everything that went on the 30 years yeah i'm just trying to get a bit of justice people yeah fighting for justice for like decades and decades to rewrite the history that was written so wrong that was just covered up completely by margaret thatcher and a little army of policemen yeah um, basically so don't buy the sun anyone who's listening to yeah, this and um, don't this, buy the sun this show will <laughs> never ever ever be sponsored ever if anyone if any any sun journalist is listening don't ever contact me (laughs) yeah that's the same with my tiktok if any sun journalist wants to have seen people have tiktoks wrote about in papers if the sun ever even thinks you want to write about my tiktok think again it's it's gonna be like two angry women (laughs) from liverpool two angry scouts we've seen this before you know, watch yourselves. <laughs> yeah, watch out. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. They, That's they're, how we get they're... betrayed, isn't it? We're just scary people, Beth. That's what it is. I know. It's going to be so out of pocket. Um, it's you know what? Us, isn't it? If, you know, yeah, I'm not going to go anywhere near that paper. So. No. Yeah, thank you so much again. Um, Amazing, I've loved it. Thank you. I'm going to, I need to find a way to wrap this up. So, because I'm really bad at saying goodbye to people on the podcast. So. <laughs> I'm just going to say goodbye. <laughs> That's fine. I'll see you later. I'll probably see you soon. Okay. Are you yeah. back in Liverpool, hopefully? I hope to see you soon as well. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much, Beck. Hello, it's me again. I hope that ending was better than the last times that I've been doing it. Again, as I said, you can find Lucy on TikTok at Lucy Evelyn Westwatt. Um, that sounds complicated, but I'm sure if you, you search it, it will come up. You can also find me on Instagram at B-E-C-X-Y-L-E-E or at not an OG thought pod, where you can message me about your thoughts on the podcast. As always, please subscribe and rate it five stars and share it with a friend if you enjoyed it. And yeah, I will see you next week for another great episode, I hope. And that's all I have to say. Have a lovely week. If I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the window. Ooh. Okay, bye. Thank <laughs> you.